My Last Duchess by Robert Browning Read for LibriVox.org by Eva Davis Ferrara That's my last duchess painted on the wall, looking as if she were alive. I call that piece a wonder now. Fra Pandolf's hands worked busily a day, and there she stands. Will't please you sit and look at her? I said, Fra Pandolf by design, for never read strangers like you that pictured countenance, the depth and passion of its earnest glance. But to myself they turned, since none puts by the curtain I have drawn for you but I, and seemed as they would ask me, if they durst, how such a glance came there, so not the first are you to turn and ask thus. Sir, twas not her husband's presence only, called that spot of joy into the duchess' cheek. Perhaps Fra Pandolf chanced to say, her mantle laps over my lady's wrist too much, or paint must never hope to reproduce the faint half-flush that dies along her throat. Such stuff was courtesy, she thought, and cause enough for calling up that spot of joy. She had a heart, how shall I say, too soon made glad, too easily impressed. She liked whatever she looked on, and her looks went everywhere. Sir, t'was all one. My favor at her breast, the dropping of the daylight in the west, the bough of cherries some officious fool broke in the orchard for her, the white mule she rode with round the terrace. All and each would draw from her alike the approving speech, or blush at least. She thanked men, good, but thanked somehow, I know not how, as if she ranked my gift of a nine hundred years old name with anybody's gift. Who'd stoop to blame this sort of trifling? Even had you skill in speech, which I have not, to make your will quite clear to such a one, and say, just this or that in you disgust me, here you miss, or there exceed the mark. And if she let herself be lessened so, nor plainly set her wits to yours, forsooth, and made excuse, e'en that would be some stooping, and I choose never to stoop. Oh, sir, she smiled, no doubt, whene'er I passed her, but who passed without much the same smile? This grew. I gave commands, then all smiles stopped together. There she stands, as if alive. Will't please you rise? We'll meet the company below, then, I repeat. The Count your master's known munificence is ample warrant that no just pretense of mine for dowry will be disallowed, though his fair daughter's self, as I avowed at starting, is my object. Nay, we'll go together down, sir. Notice Neptune, though, taming a seahorse, thought a rarity, which Claus of Innsbruck cast in bronze for me. The Bishop Orders His Tomb at St. Praxed's Church by Robert Browning. Vanity, saith the preacher, vanity. Draw round my bed. Is Anselm keeping back? Nephews, sons mine, ah God, I know not. Well, she, men would have to be your mother once. Old Gandalf envied me. So fair she was. What's done is done, and she is dead beside, dead long ago. And I am bishop since, and as she died so must we die ourselves and thence ye may perceive the world's a dream. Life, how and what is it? As here I lie in this state chamber, dying by degrees, hours and long hours in the dead night, 
I ask, do I live? Am I dead? Peace, peace seems all. St. Praxid's ever was the church for peace. And so, about this tomb of mine. I fought with tooth and nail to save my niche. Ye know. Old Gandalf cousin me. Despite my care. Shrewd was that snatch from out the corner south he graced his carrion with. God curse the same. Yet still my niche is not so cramped but thence one sees the pulpit o' the epistle side. And somewhat of the choir. Those silent seats. And up into the very dome where live the angels. And a sunbeam sure to lurk. And I shall fill my slab of basalt there. And, neath my tabernacle take my rest. With those nine columns round me. Two and two. The odd one at my feet where Anselm stands. Peach blossom marble all. The rare. The ripe as fresh poured red wine of a mighty pulse. Old Gandalf with his paltry onion stone. Put me where I may look at him. True peach, rosy and flawless. How I earned the prize. Draw close. That conflagration of my church. What then? So much was saved if aught were missed. My sons, ye would not be my death. Go dig the white grape vineyard where the oil press stood. Drop water gently till the surface sink. And if ye find, ah God, I know not, I. Bedded in store of rotten fig leaves soft, and corded up in a tight olive frail. Some lump, ah God, of lapis lazuli. Big as a Jew's head cut off at the nape. Blue as a vein o'er the Madonna's breast sons. All have I bequeathed you, villas, all, that brave Frascati villa with its bath. So, let the blue lump poise between my knees, like God the Father's globe on both his hands ye worship in the Jesu church so gay. For Gandalf shall not choose but see and burst. Swift as a weaver's shuttle fleet our years. Man goeth to the grave, and where is he? Did I say basalt for my slab, sons? Black. Twas ever antique black I meant. How else shall ye contrast my frieze to come beneath? The bas-relief in bronze ye promised me. Those pans and nymphs ye wot of, and perchance some tripod, thyrsus, with a vase or so, the Saviour at his sermon on the mount, Saint Praxed in a glory, and one pan ready to twitch the nymph's last garment off, and Moses with the tables. But I know. Ye mark me not. What do they whisper thee, child of my bowels, Anselm? Ah! Ye hope to revel down my villas while I gasp bricked ore with beggar's mouldy travertine which Gandalf from his tomb top chuckles at. Nay, boys, ye love me, all of Jasper, then. Tis Jasper ye stand pledged to, lest I grieve. My bath must needs be left behind, alas. One block, pure green as a pistachio nut. There's plenty Jasper somewhere in the world. And have I not Saint Praxid's ear to pray horses for ye? and brown Greek manuscripts, and mistresses with great smooth marbly limbs? That's if ye carve my epitaph aright. Choice Latin, picked phrase, Tully's every word. No gaudy wear like Gandalf's second line, Tully, my masters. Ulpian serves his need, and then how I shall lie through centuries, and hear the blessed mutter of the mass, and see God made and eaten all day long, and feel the steady candle flame and taste good strong thick stupefying incense smoke. For as I lie here, hours of the dead night, dying in state and by such slow degrees, I fold my arms as if they clasped a crook, and stretch my feet forth straight as stone can point, and let the bedclothes, for a mortcloth, drop into great laps and folds of sculpture's work. And as yon tapers dwindle, 
and strange thoughts grow, with a certain humming in my ears, about the life before I lived this life, and this life too, popes, cardinals and priests, St. Praxed at his sermon on the mount, your tall pale mother with her talking eyes, and new-found agate urns as fresh as day, and marble's language, Latin pure, discreet, aha, e-l-u-c-e-s-c-e-b-a-t quoth our friend, no tully, said I, ulpian at the best, evil and brief hath been my pilgrimage, all lapis, all, sons, else I give the pope my villas, will ye ever eat my heart, ever your eyes were as a lizard's quick, they glitter like your mother's for my soul, or ye would heighten my impoverished frieze, piece out its starved design, and fill my vase with grapes, and add a visor and a term, and to the tripod ye would tie a lynx that in his struggle throws the thyrsus down, to comfort me on my entablature whereon I am to lie till I must ask, do I live, am I dead? There, leave me, there, for ye have stabbed me with ingratitude to death, ye wish it, God, ye wish it. Stone, gritstone, a crumble. Clammy squares which sweat as if the corpse they keep were oozing through, and no more lapis to delight the world. Well, go, I bless ye. Fewer tapers there, but in a row. And, going, turn your backs. I, like departing altar ministrants, and leave me in my church, the church for peace, that I may watch at leisure if he leers, old Gandalf, at me, from his onion stone, as still he envied me, so fair she was.